Gympie this week, starting a new kindergarten. Had a pretty steep hill, and I was up and down, up and down, up and down, and that there was a stinking hot day. Humid, humid was right up there. And, um, and I said, I've got to wake up to the fact that I'm not 25 anymore. <laughs> it was pretty tough, and uh, I, was, I was feeling it. But I found that, that in life, most things, like a lot of the facts... That, you know, that we surround our lives, facts always depict the circumstance, but facts aren't necessarily the truth. Now, I'd like to title my message today is, is Wake Up to the Truth. And uh, the truth and, and the value, the value that we put on truth. And uh, we know that God is the source of all truth, the devil is the source of all lies. And uh, to, to everything that's in our life, there are circumstances that, that every one of us face. We face it in our personal lives, our health, mentality, spouse, <coughs> children, workplace, you name it, there are situations and everybody, you know, Jesus said in this world we have trouble. It's true. You know, that's life, isn't it? And, uh, but many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. I've got a couple of scriptures I'd like to talk about here, and uh, <coughs> lots of them. So, that okay? Yeah. Scripture can does a good job. In your Bible, in, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9 to 12, it says, The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders, with all unrighteous deception amongst those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And I just think here the value, you know, like to value truth, they didn't receive a love for the truth. The truth came, they didn't, but they didn't love it, and they didn't want it, and they didn't desire it. And I would say that, you know, to, to, to many people in, in life that, that I've been associated with, even some Christians, where the, where the truth was there, but they rejected it, you know, and they loved it. It was it was convenient to um, to turn away from the truth, but it's a very dangerous thing. I mean, you see in Romans chapter one and chapter two, you know, where where uh, having a having uh, knowledge of God in their minds, they they didn't keep it in there, and God gave them over to a debased mind so that they should believe the lie, and they went off into all terrible practices. Just looking at this particular verse here, there's. You know, it talks about Satan. It comes with all uh, power, light, and lying wonders. The devil is a liar. This is what Jesus said about him, right? This is the devil. He lies. You, know, you think he doesn't lie to you? Well, he does lie to you. He lies to you. He lies, that's his day job. You know, where is it? De I went to a church once a number of years ago, and they said, can you discern any spirits, wrong spirits, evil spirits around this, whole, this church? I said, yes, they're all here. They're all here. But God has prepared, God has prepared a table for us in the presence of, yes. of our enemies, not apart from them. And, you know, and no matter what they are, there's a shield and there, there, is a, there is a blood, there is a protection, there's a defense, a wall of defense around about us. No matter where we go, who cares what is there if God is with us yeah. and for us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And uh, in John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus speaking, he said, He's talking about the Pharisees. And, and I would say this is of every person who's not saved, this scripture, this first part is true. 
you are of your father the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is the liar and the father of it. And, uh, you know, the devil never told the truth ever, ever, ever because it doesn't exist in him. It's not in him to give. He doesn't have it within him. All he has is lies. He's got a bowl full of lies that he uses again and again and over, over history and over time and that's what he does. Uh, he's never told the truth in his entire life. Uh, now, God is the uh, God is truth. We know this here. John fourteen six says, "For I am the way, the truth, and the life." He is the truth. You know, truth comes from God. Uh, John sixteen thirteen. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak it on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you of things to come. This is the Spirit of Truth will guide us into all truth. Uh, can I give you a couple more? Another 15? Okay. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 17, and it's talking about the promises of God, the truth of God, and it says, God, uh, determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of the promise, the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by a note that with two immutable things in which it's impossible for God to lie that we have, might have strong consolation to have fled for refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. What that means is this, is that uh, it says in uh, Galatians 3.29 that we are the seed and the heirs of, of, of Abraham, of the promise, of the promise. That's us. It says here in the Hebrews 6, 17 onwards, it says that it's an immu- God made, swore an oath and he made an immutable promise. Uh, the word immutable means cannot be altered, cannot be stopped, cannot be changed, can't, it can't be removed. God, it's there and it's there permanently. It's an immutable oath that stands forever and for all time. God said he wants to make this oath. What is the oath? It is about half a dozen references in the Old Testament where it says God stood, raised his hand in an oath. Imagine God Almighty who created the heavens and the earth stands up, raises his hands and, put, and, and, and confesses and declares an oath, makes an oath according to, he couldn't find anybody greater than himself, swore by his own name and it's impossible for God to lie. He doesn't have a lie in him. You know, God, God, doesn't, God doesn't live uh, according to a set of rules where he says it's wrong to lie, so therefore I'll resist lying. God doesn't have lying in him to do it. It's not something that he put a law on himself to do. It's impossible for God to lie because it's in totally impossible, impossible, impossible. Every, God that, every word that God ever spoke only come from truth because he only has truth. He doesn't have the resource of lies to actually come out of. He only has the truth because that's what's in him. You know, and, and, and I think when God made us in his own image, when God recreated us and gave us new birth, it does us well to remember that it's not a matter of living out of a set of rules, but living out of the same life that God has, which he did. And that is the truth. You know, and God made that. God raised his hand, swore an oath that he would bless us, that he would bless and multiply and increase our lives, that he would bless those who curse us. He was sorry, he blessed those who bless us and curse those who curse us. And, uh, and God would, you know, do wonderful things, look after us, defend us, provide for us, heal us, and all that stuff, which he did. He did for Abraham. And, and it says here in Hebrews 6, 17, that God wants to make it even more known to us, the heirs of the promise, and what he did to Abraham. You know, and these are truths. These are eternal truths. You know, and uh, uh, the devil now, anyone who, can we talk about the devil? We just forget about that. <laughs> okay. You know, I want to tell you, God is a big God, and God is God alone. There is none like God. And God, you know, I was, I was listening to this guy the other day and uh, on some YouTube channel I was preaching. And you know, he, said, he said, God, to create the heavens and the earth, the universe, has to be bigger than that. He has to be more powerful than that. 
He has to have more strength in it. God is to be able to do something and then control it, organize it. He's bigger than that. And, and I think that's pretty big. And, uh, but the devil, let's look at the devil. It says, you were, this is in Ezekiel 28, 11 to 19. He said, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You're in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering and uh, various things. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. You were the anointed cherubic covers, one of the covering angels. I imagine that's the covering over possibly three. I don't know. It doesn't say. But I establish you. You were in the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones in heaven. You were perfect in all your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. By the abundance of your trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned. And I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you, O covering cherub. From the midst of the fiery stones. It says your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. Must have been quite incredible how God created him. I believe that he was, um, when you look at how he was manufactured, with you know, pipes and trembles built within him, he was a worshipper, possibly a worship leader. And it says by the abundance of your trade, you, you became corrupt by the abundance of your trading. You know, I, I think this is that the, the Father is seeking all those of us to worship him in spirit and truth. And, uh, and, and he's seeping true worshippers, true worshippers. And, you know, the, we did have true worship in heaven, but when it comes down to, to, to Lucifer, who he's talking about here, you know, that he was, he was a worshipper and a worship leader. And he brought all of heaven and he brought that worship unto God. And, you know, when, when he became corrupted in the abundance of his trading, he traded in worship, he brought it, he brought it gathered and he brought it up and he lifted it up to God. And one day he kept a little bit for himself because of his own beauty. He became corrupted, it said. He looked at himself and looked how good he was and, and, and pride entered into his heart. And iniquity was in him. And uh, I think it's a good lesson. That was in Ezekiel 28. Isaiah 14 covers the same uh, verse. Then, we, then we're off the devil after that, okay? So this is just a little bit here. Okay, so how are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How are you cut, up, cut down to the ground? For you weaken the nations, and you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, and I'll exalt my throne above the stars of God. I'll also sit on the mount of congregation, the farthest side of the north, and I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be, the most, I will be like the most high, yet you, brought, you should be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. It goes on further and says, And you did not open the house of your prisoners. You know, what, what holds people in prison? What is the devil's power? Uh, Jesus said in Luke 10, 17, 19, that behold, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. I saw him fall from heaven like, like to the earth, like, like, like lightning, just bang, gone. You know, you, the thing about earth and the size of God, God sits over the, the universe. He sits over the heavens and the earth. The enormity of God, you cannot imagine. We can't, as, in, as humans, uh, human ability, can't imagine that. We can't even imagine the universe. We can know that some people say it's between 12 and 100 billion light years across, who knows, I don't, I don't think that anybody does, and uh, yet God sits above that, Jesus said in Ephesians 4.10 that he, he who descended also ascended that he might fill the entire universe, uh, we know that the whole universe is held together by the word of his power, Jesus being the word, the word goes out from his power, not all his power, just the word that goes out from his power is enough to contain the whole universe in its correct orbits, you know, and you think about the, the way that the earth is, third rock from the sun, beautiful planet, and uh, we're doing our best to <laughs> I like the speech that this, um, I like the speech that this uh, father gave to the bride. And he talked about all the work that he'd put into his daughter and uh, to bring it to this point. 
And he said to his future son-in-law, or probably current son-in-law right then, he said, I put a lot of time and work, me and Jesus have both put a lot of time and work into this young lady that's standing here as your wife today. Don't stuff it up. <laughs> and uh, I think God would say about the third, you know, about our earth, I've put a lot of work in creating this. <laughs> Look after it a little bit better than what you have. I personally think that the, um, the Greenies have, uh, have, have taken, on, taken on the conservation movement. It probably shouldn't have been them. They, don't, they use, use it as a cover, as a front. It's not their real agenda. But I think conservation is a wonderful agenda. When you think about what we're losing, okay, I'm a greenie, sort of. <laughs> as long as I can drive my car, Patrick. <laughs> okay, so the, uh, the enormity of God, the vastness of the universe, and God sits over that. The earth is such a, as a speck. I'll just read you a couple of things here about God out of Isaiah chapter 40. You know, Isaiah chapter 40 is a great chapter. You know, uh, it gives power to the weak. Those who have no mighty increase in strength, that one. But before that, it, it just goes on and it tells you how the God who's given you power and who he is and what he does. Uh, verse 12, we'll start with that. It says, He who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, measured heaven with a span, measured all of heaven with a span, calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. He weighs it. He weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in balance. And... Uh, it's like a wheel balance. You know, when you get a wheel balance in your car, he did that to the earth. You know, he made it perfect, so don't, no, no shudder, no vibration. We're moving here at 1,600 kilometres an hour, Peter was telling us yesterday, and uh, in, in a rotational orbit, and we can't feel a thing. We're moving, the earth is moving around the sun at 58,000 kilometres an hour. We still can't feel a thing. It's perfectly balanced. God has done a great job. And uh, he uh, it says... Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are accounted as the small dust on the scales. The nations are counted as small dust. Now, I think the earth, you know, when you compare it to the universe, is but a small dust, isn't it? It's a speck in the universe. And yet the inhabitants on that speck, uh, it says here, even the nations are just small dust on the scales. And uh, uh, all that goes on, this is down further, it's, it's a whole chapter, I haven't, haven't uh, referenced it, but... You can read that whole chapter. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted by him less than nothing and worthless. Have you not known and have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? This is before Christopher Columbus. This, this was written, written 3,000 years ago, this verse. Sorry, uh, 2,700 years ago. Uh, Christopher Columbus was in the 1500s, all right? He discovered the earth was around. And it says here, it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and he spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. And uh, to whom then will you liken me or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things, who brings out their host by number. This is the stars, the whole universe. Okay, um, he calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might, by the strength of his power, not one is missing. He holds them all in place, every single one. God is God, and God has no equal. Every prophecy that God, you know, tell me this, was there a single prophecy in the whole of the Bible, one single written prophecy in the whole Bible that didn't come to pass or will come to pass? No, there is not. Not a one, not a single one. Does the devil know about every prophecy, every single one better than you and I do? He's even quoted them back to Jesus. 
You know, there's nothing he can do about it. He has a time on earth. He has a time that he's been, a, there is an appointed day of the, where the sentence will be carried out. And, uh, and that sentence will come to his day. That, can he do anything about it? No, he cannot. You know, every promise that God made you and I, every, all the promises are yes and amen. They're all yes for you. You know, and uh, I, think, I think that one of the greatest forms of unbelief is you start to judge yourself whether you're worthy of the promise, whether you're worthy of God doing something for you. And you say, well, God will do it for him and God will do it for him, but will he do it for me? And, uh, you know, there's a doubt there because you, 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 you judge yourself and you look at your way yourself up. Have I done enough? Have I done enough for God to be able to bless me and to be able to come to me? And where the truth is, and the truth is, no, you haven't and no, you never will. And uh, because God, God, is, God has come to every life and it's not about you and God, it's about God and His promise and God and His Word and God will do it because He promised He would. And God is not a liar. Even when we are faithless, God remains faithful because He cannot deny Himself and His Word is Himself. Come on, God will do it because He said He would do it. And when you start to judge yourself unworthy, that is the first and highest form of unbelief. It will stop you from receiving a promise because the devil will come and lie to you. It's his day job. It's what he does. It's all he can do. He lied to Jesus. He lied to everybody. He lies to us continually. He lies to us about sickness. He lies to us about money. He lies to us about work. He lies to us about our spouse. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's in, he's in uh, you know, I sat down and had, had a bit of lunch with him and I just talked to him about an hour or so, one of my, tra- one of my contractors. And, uh, you know, and he said... I just started, I didn't, you know, I didn't know the full outgoings, but I said, you know, one of the problems is, one of the problems is, is that you get, in your mind, it starts off as a thought and you look at the inadequacy of your life and some of the things that aren't right in your marriage and some of the things you wish were better and it goes around your head and it goes around again and it goes around again. And every time it goes around, it just picks up a little bit more until the day it becomes an obsession and then when that obsession, the obsession rules you and you can no longer control it and everything you see in what was not even a great thing, what was not a big deal is now a big deal. Come on, it, it grows and the obsession grows. You know what grows? The lie grows. A little lie. And I, and I was able to talk to him. I said, I said, what, you know, the issues, the issues that are in your life and my life, I said, they are very small, but they are now big because you just kept building it and building it and building it and obsessing over it and going around and round and round. And the lie goes on and on and on. You know, the, the only thing that can break a lie of your life is the truth. John chapter 8, verse 31 says, If my word abide in you, and that's something about the word of God is the truth. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. The word of God is the truth. The word of God is the standard of truth in the earth. John 16, 13 talks about the spirit of truth when he comes, will lead us into all truth. Come on, it's the truth. What happens? You'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth, what from the lie? What from the lie? Is there any promise that is not yours, a promise of healing? What is the truth about sickness and, and cancers and heart disease and sugar diabetes we play every day, mental illness? What is the truth? The truth is by His stripes you were healed. By His stripes you were healed. That's the truth. Come on, did Jesus die in vain? Is Jesus selective? Is He partial to you? Is, is He treat somebody better than you? No, He does not. He never has, never will. God's promises are for all who will believe. And the only thing, when there's a lie that stops you from receiving your promise, but there's a lie that, that stops you from loving your wife and loving your husband and being a one together, that's a lie. It's a lie that's come repeatedly to your life that you need to be able to shake off, get some help, grab someone's hand, come and pray for me and let the truth around God's love that flows in my life can break this lie off. I want to tell you that cancer's a lie. It's a lie. 
Cancer's a lie. Came, of course, it, of course it's, it's a fact. Yes, it's a fact. But it's not God's truth. You know, I was over in, in uh, Singapore with David McDonald a number of years ago, and we had lunch with a bloke called C.S. Lee, had a church of 150,000 in Seoul, Korea. And uh, miracles I saw him was uh, never seen anybody. You know, a lady girl with 14-year-old girl and a full, full, uh, a full brace, top to bottom, had brittle bone disease. Every bone in her body was braced. They brought her out, and uh, if she didn't have it on, she'd fall, and every bone would just break. If she fell to the ground, every bone would break. And uh, he, uh, he brought her out, he prayed for her, and uh, he just declared what God said about her, that she's healed, whole, new creation, born again, took the brace off. Everybody was in shock, and she walked, completely healed. Johnny Muller did the same thing. A drummer in Ashley Smirrors Church in, in CIC in England. Brittle bone disease, same thing. He prayed for the young boy. The, 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 the kid went down on the, on the floor. His mother absolutely went ballistic. This boy's dead for sure. His bones are broken. Got up completely healed. You know, what is it, what is it that God won't do? There's nothing God won't do. There's no promise that's not real. C.S. Lee said this. This, this, girl had a, uh, this lady had a deaf, he called it a deaf spirit, deaf and dumb spirit, right? He put his hand down to here, down the throat. <laughs> that's what he did. And he ripped it out. And she could talk. And he said this, it was gross, he said this, <laughs> he said, to, to the measure that you love the truth is the measure that you can be healed. To the measure you love the truth, you see, you've got to hang on to the truth. Now you think, you watch this here, the devil can't change God's word. He can't take away from the promise. He can't change the promise. He can't change the promise that you'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He can't change the promise about being delivered from darkness to light and, and translated into the kingdom of God. He can't change it. He can't change one word. He can't change God. He can't change God. He can't change God's word. He can't change a single word. He can't change a single prophecy. He, not, he cannot do it. God's infallible. God's immutable. God is God and God alone. God is none like God. None at all. That's our God. That's our God. But the devil can't change you. And he can change what you think. And he can come to you and he can lie and say, that's not for you. I've done it before. I've been prayful before. It's not for you. You won't get this. This, is not, this healing's not for you. You can't be healed. This, you know, other people get blessed with money. You'll never get blessed with money. You never have it. You've never had money. You've, your parents never had money. And you'll never have money. You'll never. You'll always be poor. You'll always be broke. That's just how life is for you because that's what you are. That's what God made you. It's a lie. 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 And the truth is that God will provide all our needs according to his riches in glory. The truth is, as we give, we'll be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men come and put into our bosom. The truth is that God will bless and multiply the seed we have sown, increase the storehouse of our seed, make us rich in everything and all things, so that we can be generous on every occasion. Every occasion, all occasions. That's the truth. The truth is, Come on, I'm addicted. I can't get out of this addiction. I can't get out of this bondage. I can't get out of this burden. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It has anointed me to preach to the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, and to set at liberty all those who held captive. To set at liberty all those who held captive. Captive by what? Captive by a lie. What stops me from being saved? It's a lie. What does it say about the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those who are perishing? You see, it's the God of this world through the lies. He's the father of lies. Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 44, he was a, a liar and the father of lies. 
and he speaks from his own resources and he can't speak from the truth. And if, if he's come to you and he's talking to your life, you can guarantee it's a lie. If he says you can't do it, that's a lie. If he says you can't be healed, that's a lie. If he says you can't do this, you can't get a better job, you can't, you can't be a minister, you can't preach, you can't share your faith, you can't you know, give your testimony, it's a lie. You're always like this. It's the way I've always been. That's a lie. We've been changed from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Wake up to the truth. Come on, wake up to the truth. Don't enjoy the facts. Wake up to the truth. Wake up to the truth, David. You can walk up that hill. We can indeed. What do you reckon? Yes. Come on. It's God's, God's word, is, God's word is, is, is inside of us. God's word lives inside of us. If, you know, if, if my word abide in you and you abide in me, ask what you will and I will do it. Father, today, we just thank you, God. We thank you right now as we lift our hands that, God, you help us here. God, I just want to let the power of the Holy Spirit just come. God, the eternal fire, the eternal flame that come in all of us, that that fire, God, lives inside of us and flows out of us. God, the fire of the Holy Ghost comes with truth. You know, John, John chapter 1, verse 17 says, For the law came through Moses, but grace and truth. You know, grace and truth. Just not grace. You know, grace is fantastic. Grace is the power to live the truth. Grace is the power to live the truth. If you want to ask God for grace, grace is the power that you can live the truth. What truth? The truth that you heal. The truth that you're provided for. The truth that you're let set free. Galatians chapter 5 verse 1. For it was for freedom that Christ Jesus set us free. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. And God, we thank you today that we walk in truth. You know, John, you know, it's amazing how John's, John's uh, gospel in, in three epistles has, has 30% of the word truth is in those three little epistles. in it. 30% of the whole New Testament. John's books, John's writings. 50% of the word love is in those four little books. 50% of all the times the word love is used is in those four little books. And there's, there, I see a, 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 a cross, a link, a link between love God, love people, and truth. If you love God, the truth will, you'll just love the truth. And how, much time, how many times does John mention about walking truth, walking truth? And today, Father, we thank you that that will be our desire to God to walk in the truth. That every one of us love the truth, buy the truth, sell it not. And God, we love it and embrace it. The spirit of truth that lives inside of us. God, for every life here, for every person, God, for our lives, that God, we walk in the truth. And God, we manifest the truth. That we'll know the truth, manifest the truth. And the truth in us, God, for every single reason, will set us free. And God, we thank you today in Jesus' name. I'll make the uh, floor open. If you want prayer today.